Uh, I want to kick off with some question around, and thank you for bringing vulnerability to this stage. Uh, and this connects to that. We tend to break ourselves into parts. Uh, a part of us goes to work, and another part of us comes back home. <laughs> another part of us goes to sleep. Something else wakes up and goes to work. Why do we do... Is that the way to live? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> of course, uh, I, was leading, I was leading them maybe. to that. Maybe. My answer is maybe. Ah, okay. <laughs> do you want to expand a little on the maybe? Yeah, well, I mean, of course, I mean, we, there is a little danger that we sort of have that, is it really all of me now? Mm. Ah, oh, maybe not. Uh, I failed. I didn't bring all of me to this stage. I left, uh, I left the something behind. I think that we are fragmented and in movement all the time, and I think that's okay. I think that this act, this, this, the roadblocking that the whole talks about, that's the problem. Mm. When we sort of s step into something that is like, this is, this is off limits. This is unaccessible and it's stopping us. I think that's the problem. Uh, I think for me the idea of the holistic is also, yeah, maybe maybe we're a little bit half, but that's okay as long as we, as it doesn't stop us from moving from one to another. That's, thank you for that. Uh, I think I'll add. Yeah. Uh, no was my short answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think there's a, d a number of ways to look at it when we're like, yeah. is that okay for us? And I think there's yeah. us as people and there's the systems that we move yeah. throughout every day in. And so we have to create systems and environments where the conditions are safe for us to be our whole full selves and spaces. And I think there's fragmentation and there's also compartmentalization. And I think for some of us, we are separating for preservation. It's like I've tried to be my full self there and it felt dangerous, so I'm gonna stop now. Um, I think the more we move toward a place where all of it is work, it's all encompassing. There's our interior work, there's the work that we do to pay bills and how we show up as people in that work varies and looks different across the board. Um, but I think there is absolutely a danger in like um, my home self and my work self and my, because there's a potential self-destruction that's awaiting us within that if we're not tending to ourselves properly. Thank you. Can I just add yes. something? I think that uh, uh, one thing that we can do for each other and one thing that as leaders, we can do, and I mean, we're all leaders at some point. Uh, we can we can always make it possible for someone to move into another narrative, to move into another uh, form of existence. And I think that is a lot to ask, but I think that is also the marker of a qualitative environment, productive environment, that if you want to move into something else, we hold you in that. So creating those safe spaces yes. for allowing people to be their whole selves yeah. uh, would sort of add value to what we together can do in this world. I want to open up for questions really quickly. Otherwise, we can go on here. Do you want to think a bit? The doing, we talk a lot about the doing in the world. I must do this, and I must do that, and we must do this, and we must do that. Should we not do some stuff? as well. Is it okay for me to just, you know, wake up on a Monday morning, uh, my boss might be here somewhere, uh, and then <laughs> not show up to work because 
well, I don't, it, that's what is good for me that day. Or w actually, I mean, of course, the answer to should you we want, do this or you not. You want us to answer in a particular way. No, yeah. I, I want to say that what does it take for us to get to a situation where we would be uh, in a situation that that might be okay? So, oh. I mean, I referenced something about the difference between human beings and human doings. We're all human beings, right? We're evolving into something maybe called, you know, homo product. Yes, but we're still human beings. And so the question of like, when do you be versus do? You're being all the time. It's just that we have this layer of doing that's sitting on us. And so I think the question is, when do we have the moments and when do we create the moments and when do we create the boundaries around our lives in order to have these moments? I would suggest at least once a day to take off the doing and really indulge the being. You know, transcendental meditation requires 20 minutes twice a day. You know, not a big deal. For the busiest of people, it's not a big deal. I'm not proselytizing about TM, I'm just saying that this is one practice. <laughs> but thank you for rephrasing that, because that's a better way to think about it. Like, yeah. where are we creating those spaces? Uh, yeah, you just create them. Yeah. You just be firm about creating them. And, and, and there, is, there is also something to, we understand value as much more than production from the knowledge that we have within our, our lives. If you rest, I can be inspired to rest beside you. Right. That's a real value. Mm -hmm. And this is something we already know, but in a work environment or in an environment of learning, we, 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 we sort of forget that and we're towards a, a certain value. And I think it's, so it's also about reclaiming what we know about what brings value. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Mike's coming that way. Are you warm? Hmm? Are you warm? Yeah, it's been okay. Hi there. My name is Nick, and I call myself a belonging researcher. And one question that I usually ask my people that I interview is, how do you want to come home to yourself? <laughs> and I think with the stories that each of you just shared here on stage, I think we felt very connected to the three of you, so I would like to change that question and ask each one of you, what does it take for me to get invited into your home? So what oh. do you value? Oh. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you can just come along. I'm going back to, I mean, so my answer will be like, nothing at all, just come. Uh, uh, my starting point, I, I think, is come into my home. Uh, that's, the, that's, that's where we start. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> my home is incredibly welcoming, mostly because of my husband. <laughs> um, and... Uh, We've, we've purposely designed our home to be a place uh, where people can come and rest. Um, so you can actually walk into my home and not say a word to us and just go into our guest bedroom and hibernate for three days. Um, but what it really takes for people to be in my life, which is what I think you're asking, mm. and um, for me to want to be in their presence is their unflinching acceptance of who I am. Um, warts and all. <laughs> um, 
because my life is a practice. I mean, as I talked about the feminine, masculine, da, 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 I am constantly reminding myself not to be an asshole. <laughs> like literally my first thought is generally in response to a situation is to be an asshole. And I consider myself somewhat evolved because I don't always indulge that first thought. But sometimes it slips out, right? And like, and I need people around me who are willing to forgive me for not following the second thought, which is maybe be heart-centered, maybe approach the situation with kindness. So I mean, we all are who we are, right? And we need the people around us who are accepting of that. I had a clarifying question for your question. Oh boy. How are you defining home? <laughs> okay. Mm. My house house. <laughs> My interior house. Yeah. yeah. Mm, a willingness to move toward harm reduction. Uh, personal accountability for how and where and how we show up and what that looks like. Uh, tenderness, intimacy, communication. Um, and an openness to talk about the ugly stuff that sometimes is hard to talk about. Can I can I add something? <laughs> Which is quoting <laughs> quoting that guy that sits over there, who's my oldest son. Mm -hmm. I, I I really Richard? believe it. I don't I don't believe, as you understood from my talk, so much in in borders. I li I believe in crossing them as much as you can. I believe in the mess and trying to cultivate the mess. And so that's also why I, I'm happy to bring you into my home, uh, because. Uh, it, yeah, yes, yes, we can, we talk afterwards. But uh, uh, so it's always been full of friends and families and not so clear borders between what that is. And at one point, Rufus over there said, we're not exactly a nuclear family, we're more like a mafia. <laughs> so uh, just be prepared. <laughs> That's important information yeah. for you to know. Yeah. Can I answer this it question is. as well? Because I'm just going to say, like, do you bring cake? <laughs> <laughs> It's soon snack time. I want yeah. to say one last question, if there's a quick one. There. Rufus, you can ask the questions yeah. later. Uh, we're going <laughs> to pass one there. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Helen. Uh, I'm just sit sitting here thinking about what would happen if we didn't have to work uh, to, uh, to get money. Like, what Ooh. would happen to society uh, if we didn't have to? What would we do? What do you think? <laughs> well, <laughs> just lying Hallelujah. around. Come on up here, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> Create. I think more people would do their hard work. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's sometimes, I, I remember checking out at the bar last night, and I, was, I asked the gentleman, the bartender, he was like, I was like, is this space for a tip? And he was like, yeah. I was like, oh, what's the standard here? And he chuckled. He was like, oh, zero, because I make enough to tend to my basic needs here. And I was like, oh. I said, well, I'm from America, so I know you know that's not, that's not the case. <laughs> and I think sometimes when you feel the pressure of capitalism to produce, to have a means to survive, you don't get to explore what that question could look like. But I think more people would do their hard work. 
I think more people would be able to see and meet each other when there aren't these hierarchies of like, but if you have more, then I have less, and so I must like crab in a barrel you to the top of the barrel. I think we'd have more space to breathe and see each other and come alive and create worlds of possibility that keep our neighbors in mind and that aren't so much rooted in like how we can move forward and with blinders on and not see what's around us. Yeah. Do you have anything to add, Panela? I just think that we would access the wisdom of drifting because I think that is what is most less most less accessible for us when we are working in in what we today mean as work. So I think the wisdom of drifting would uh, come alive to us. Thank you. I'd, I'd like to answer actually yes. that question very personally. Yes. So uh, I don't know how many people here from the United States are understand its healthcare system, but uh, in the United States we have to work in order to have healthcare. Um, and uh, I was blessed that I was working for a very wealthy place when I went through what I went through. The cost of my care was almost a million dollars and I didn't pay a cent for it. I am not, I am in the dramatic minority in my country for that. And I will always be grateful to my firm for providing that to me. Um, and so I think about this a lot because now I don't have that kind of healthcare and I have a history of cancer, right? And so I think, I'm like, oh, what if I didn't have to work? <laughs> what if my government took care of me? <laughs> would that be wonderful? Personally, I would write. And so I wasn't kidding when I said, I think we would all create. Yeah. And I think that is the work of heart work, is the creation. And we all do our creating in different ways. A big round of applause for us. Thank you so much Thank you. for gracing us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.